0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse Room. My name's Katie and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else that is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to episode 21 and this will be the last episode of 2018 until season two begins in January. In this episode I'm sharing a conversation I had with Anne Harrell, the founder of Océan Jewelry. Anne tells us all about what it was like growing up in France, what brought her to America, how starting a jewelry business made her feel less isolated, balancing work and home life, and so much more. I chatted with Ann at her cozy shop here in Cleveland. Two of the lovely ladies from her team were there listening in and working, and you'll hear a tiny bit about them too in this conversation. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to remind you that shopping small makes a huge difference to people like Ann so much. Osean is a small brick and mortar shop here in Cleveland and is the perfect place for you to do some of your Christmas shopping. And if you're new to the podcast, you'll find that I interview lots of small business owners. So go back into the episode archive and you will find many more small businesses to shop from this holiday season. There's Samantha from Venus and Aquarius, Nicole from Revival Body Care, Samantha from SW Designs, and Mike of Odd Dog Coffee. These are just a few of the small businesses that you could shop from this Christmas. So if you haven't already, check those episodes out to learn more. All right, well, let's get into the episode now. Here is my conversation with Anne of Océan. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me, for sure.
0: Yeah, so I always want to start out by asking about something that's been inspiring you. So since the podcast is called Room. Who are your muses?
1: What are you, your muses? What has been keeping you inspired? Oh, man. So that's always a tough question. I feel like <laughs> uh, what's been inspiring me? I, I don't know if I can say, um, you know, like, oh something very specific is inspiring me right now. I just, um, I feel like what's been inspiring me in general has been more, um, you know, just our community, the people in our community, like being part of, um, you know, like this creative community but also you know thinking about the women in our lives who are you know juggling lots of things keeps me inspired to like you know keep going and then you know doing what i do i'm always like inspired by people that do their craft or their you know they do their job or what they're passionate about they do Mm -hmm. do it well and i always like you know um i feel like okay like i um you know what's my role kind of like you know Makes me reflect on that. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what you said about
0: community, I feel like I've, every time I ask, people have been saying that they're really inspired by the creative community. Absolutely. Just everyone coming together. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, recently, I mean, I feel like the past few years, it's been uh, just amazing how, you know, I just felt like I, I've been feeling the, you know, collaboration that's yeah. happening more than ever. And uh, I mean, I don't know if it's because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. politically and the world and, you know, serious things that I think we try to come together as much as we can and, you know, try to become stronger, you know. Yeah, we don't like feeling isolated. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. which is very easy, you know, to feel like that. But... Um, yeah, I think people have been focusing on that, and I, I, you know, I definitely thrive on that feeling. Like, you know, I've always felt like I always needed that, you know, to feel like, you know, connected to people, and that's actually why I started. But so oh, that's yeah? another story oh, okay. <laughs> <More> later. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get
0: into that. Yeah, later. yeah. So t- let's start at the beginning. Yeah? So tell us all about where you're from and okay. what your childhood was like. Oh, wow. it was like growing up in
1: France. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, so I uh, I grew up uh, yeah in the south of France in a small uh, city uh, near Avignon, so it's in Provence. And uh, so my uh, I have I'm the youngest of three. My uh, mother is uh, French Italian. Like my uh, grandparents are Italian, and then my father is from a uh, French island. So I grew up with uh, you know in France with obviously the. French culture, but also with, with very uh, strong um, other cultural like influences from my mom's Italian family, very, you know, like, you know, Italians, <laughs> yeah. uh, very present. And then um, it wasn't as, you know, like my dad's uh, culture. I mean, he's, he's from this little island called Île de la Réunion, which is uh, in the Indian Ocean. And um, yeah, so like there was also that influence from the island. <laughs> I read that you were... Um
0: That your family really lived off of the land?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it was more my grandparents. uh, I mean, we grew up, you know, with gardens and things like that. My dad actually was a botanist, he worked for um, Mm. a research center and he was, he knew all the Latin words of all the plants and insects and things like that. So we're very close to, you know, I guess the earth. But then, and then my grandparents uh yeah they had a lot of land and they were like a few hours away from where i grew up but then we eventually moved there um and they had so they were near can uh, like on the hills in a small town as well and lots of olive trees and Mm. again same like you know big gardens and um that was like the normal you know like just harvesting um you know veggies and um the big thing that um i you know kind of think is a little different than most people is that we um we're surrounded with olive trees, and that's one thing that we did. Uh, so you harvest olives right around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of our thing. The couple of weeks before Christmas, we would just pick olives. Uh, you know, I don't know what our time. It felt like forever, but we, ha- we had to pick some olives, you know, a few hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, right before Christmas, we would just go to the, uh, to the mill and then get our olive oil for the year wow, <laughs> so that was pretty that. yeah so cool. that was pretty amazing um yeah we obviously hated it you know growing <clears> up you <throat> didn't realize that kind of things is you know pretty amazing but yeah, yeah. so that was really cool my, I mean my family still do it so when we go we get to we get the oil without mm-hmm. having to do all the work <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. yeah I also read that you liked <clears throat> cooking a lot was that something that kind of happened yeah. when we you were younger or is it no more you
1: know I was I mean my mom was such an amazing cook and uh I mean my whole family my dad my grandparents so like I didn't have to uh just kind of you know and then when I moved here and got married um that's something that I think was one of the first creative thing that I really mm-hmm. loved doing you know mm-hmm. I you know it was like oh freedom I can you know totally Um, you know just be creative create these things with food and I loved it and it was um, you know I I never really saw myself as a creative until I think we uh, I got married and you know we had to um, you know make our house a home and then start cooking and Mm. things like that so like I was embracing all these things and I was like wow I you know never knew that it was about yourself yeah it was like (laughs) something deep inside of me right 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 yeah so what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. uh i uh went from wanted to be uh work um, I don't even know what it would be called, but like I loved languages uh you know my family being Italian, I spoke Italian, learned English uh, at school and I loved it. And so I wanted to work, uh, be a touristic guide, you know, I love traveling as well, family like in Belgium and Switzerland. So like I, that was kind of a thing that we did and you know, it was normal. But then I eventually, I wanted to be a social worker and actually, uh, so I went to school for both. I didn't really finish either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, went, I started with uh, communication and English when I was in France, nice. and then when I moved here, uh, I started. Uh, I, I got a two-year degree, human services, which is I'm actually like considered, I guess, a, a drug and alcohol counselor. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but you know, if I would have kept going, I would yeah. probably. I mean, I would have been, mm-hmm. been a social worker. Yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> tell us about how you decided to move here. And
1: that was yeah well it was not really a decision i think um uh it was one of those things i came to cleveland to improve my english and then uh yeah i met my husband i guess and then um you know kind of like came for a summer then went back home to go back to school for the year and then you know came back for the summer again and then slowly you know like um my relationship with my husband had grown and uh kind of like slowly moved, made the move, you know, but it wasn't like a decision. I think it would have been way too overwhelming. It was, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, you fall in love and then you just kind of, you just, just organically yeah, you just yeah, decided to stay yeah. Working. And I think when we were engaged, that's when it kind of hit me, you know, it's like, what does that mean living? Right. I mean, again, like, you know, speaking about family ties and, you know, how their influence was, it's huge, you know, like you, I don't, you know, I didn't think about all that when, at first, and then you're like, well, it's quite a, I mean, it's a culture shock, and it's yeah. it's hard, you know, to be away from family, for sure.
0: Yeah, what were those first few years like? Were they hard?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was young. I I mean, so young. I, I'm so different now. You know, it's like you, you trying to, like, figure out who you are you are getting married you are not in your yeah. uh you know country and so there i mean and again like i mean so i've been married 16 years now so it's been a long time and cleveland was a totally different place um you know people weren't really i don't know open uh there was not as many like small businesses and uh, you know like finding a good cup of coffee was kind of quite like yeah. actually i mean these things that now it's like um you know a normal thing, you know, like back in the days, Cleveland was again very different, and so it was like again, culture shock. I was, um, it was hard, I was you know, struggling with, um, you know, identity and um, trying to you know, find my my, I guess, my place, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm married and I'm here, you know, what, how, uh, you know, I was going to school at that point for human services, so I was doing all these um, uh, internships in these, um places you know worked with teenagers and another like culture shock where I mean they you know I had a very strong accent (laughs) I still do but even stronger than now and uh, you know they just didn't respect me and they you know like I came from especially like coming from a different country and you think you're gonna help me figure my life out you know so which makes sense you know but I was really trying to (laughs) you know make a difference so the way I knew then you know yeah so yeah how did it start to become
0: easier? When did you start to feel like you came into who you were and yeah. feel like you belonged, belonged here?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think it's it's it was definitely uh, through the through my community, through people that I slowly met. Uh, I was going to a church um, on the east side then and met some great people that, you know, I felt like I could connect with. And then, um, I mean, my husband always been, you know, helping me through all this. Um, I think also when I finally was able to to realize that what I needed was to kind of like find my voice, you know, um, find my community. So my husband is a musician and, I was always, you know, like he's, you know, like you're like some so-and-so's wife kind of thing. And so they would perform, um, you know, throughout festivals in the street and things like that. So there were like people that I would meet that would, you know, do different crafts. And through that, I was like, oh, maybe I can kind of like, you know, figure out how to make money. And also, like, I was pretty crafty. So at that point, that's how I... um yeah that's kind of how I first started actually ocean you know rented a table it was in con it was like uh, one of the festivals behind the beachland I remember <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday but yeah I just had a table and a few pieces and um it was awesome I loved you know I don't know if I made any money at that, <laughs> that day, but I sure I just loved being, you know I was able to uh, having a longer conversation where people yeah. would uh, take the time to get to know you and I would also get to know people and I was so so great, you know. I, I um, that's what I was missing, you know, missing that connection. How did
0: you first start making jewelry? Like,
1: where did yeah. that come from? My mom was um, playing around. Like, we went back to home for Christmas and she had made uh, some things for friends and families. And she's like, oh, just, you know, hang out with me and we we'll make some things together. And love, you know, at first I was like, ah, this is totally not my style or like not my me, you know. But, you know, just hanging out with my mom and, you know, we eventually, like, started making things. I was like, oh, my gosh, I really love this. I don't have to do what she's doing, but I can do my own thing, which, you know, (laughs) of course. But, you know, just being able to, I guess this is how I started. I was like, oh, I can totally, you know, put my own twist on things. And um, I don't know, I felt really empowered. I remember then coming back here, you know, after the holidays and I was wearing what I had made and a couple of people, you know, mentioned, Oh, like, you know, so I made them a few and kind of started that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, started, you know, seriously, it was like, you know, then the person wants to buy one and uh, yes. kind of the you know, the, the balls are rolling. And, uh, you know, at that point I was still in school. I probably was a nanny at that point as well. So, you know, it was just like a little extra, like, you know, a couple yeah. hundred bucks here and there, but, um, yeah. Was it scary to go to that
0: first show and set up that first table? And uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, uh, for sure. And especially because I, you know, I was surrounded with other people that had been doing this forever. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like you. I mean, I'm very crafty, and you know, you very refined. You know, like you can definitely tell. Uh, you know, I felt uh, You know, I definitely felt that pressure. Yeah. Um, but again, um, my husband was very supportive. So he, you know, he you know, encouraged me and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he built me like a couple little little setup things oh, cool. and yeah, I was yeah. How long ago Before, was this? Oh man, I probably was like fifteen years ago. Oh, now. Wow. Yeah. And were
0: you under the name of OCL?
1: Uh you know probably not. I don't think so. I uh, honestly like I I know people have like I love their, their like business birthdays, but I uh, I don't think so. I think he kind of um happened when so the whole thing is like I, so i kept doing like random little shows like that and then i was part of um a co-op one day so actually it's kind of funny but but i was um here in the neighborhood and there was this boutique called room service uh with danielle and she had then she had a show called made in two and six and um I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go and show her my my things, you know, and she loved everything about France, so that was kind of my advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so I came and she was so nice and so supportive, and so I got into the show. And then I think this is when I had to like, okay, if this is you know, uh, you know, that's something I'm gonna do, like I need to like you know, get my name and all that stuff. So that's it. Was that probably was like a year later? Mm-hmm. How yeah. did you
0: decide on a name?
1: Uh, Océane, well, it was kind of, I, you know, I wanted something, uh, like a French name, mm-hmm. and, uh, that was kind of easy to pronounce, although I'm realizing it's not easy for people to pronounce, uh, but, you know, the joke is that I came from across the ocean, and then Océane is actually, um, it's not a common first name in France, but it's a first name, so there's my name in it, my first name in it, and so, you know, it's kind of, uh, how I kind of came about.
0: Yeah. So... Mm-hmm yeah (laughs) yeah so you were kind of just trying things out going to shows yeah yeah then when did it start to when did you get your first studio when did you start to really kind of
1: take it more seriously yeah wow you know I worked at home for most of those years you know again I was a nanny or worked at Whole Foods or was going to school and it was always like you know on the side so Mm -hmm. during my some room, like spare bedroom. Again, my husband also is a musician, so we both had uh, our space inside the house. And um, at some point, um, I was outgrowing one of the spare bedroom, and we were talking about maybe expanding to the second bedroom and i was like you know this is i don't know i didn't feel right about it and at that point uh philip and jackie uh from found had started found and uh they had an extra room so we're just chatting and she's like you know jackie was like you would you want to you know it was kind of the perfect timing so that and i was like maybe in 2015 so i mean i was at home this whole time and then Mm -hmm. four years ago Uh, I shared uh, space with them for uh, you know for a year with fans and then um, yeah so then it kind of like progressed from that then we outgrew their space and then uh, got our own studio and then a year ago, moved here. Yeah. So when did you know it was time to open a brick and mortar boutique? Like, <laughs> I don't think I ever knew. I think yeah. it's one of those things that happened again. You know, just the uh, opportunity kind of. Yeah. Came you know. Yeah. The, my husband and I were on a date at Lux, and uh, we were walking around. So I mean, Philip and Jackie had opened their store, and they always told us, like, you know, you know, you should open something in the neighborhood. It's awesome. You know, and uh, I mean. At that point, it was not even like something that I would even consider seriously. But uh, so then that space was for rent. And, you know, as we walk out of the restaurant, uh, I was like, oh, I wonder how much this is, you know. So my husband called and Adam Rosen, who um, is the director for Claire Uh just was like come over, and I was like no, I just want to know the prices. Like just come on, you know. And so then we came, and it was kind of like one of those things. Like once you start, you know, kind of dreaming, and mm-hmm. it's like oh maybe we can, you know. And uh, they were super supportive and they worked with us and our budget and things. So that, you know, that was kind of like how it happened. Like the,
0: Sounds like it happened kind of quickly. Yeah,
1: very quickly. And then, uh, you know, then there was a process to, I had to kind of apply because there was other people that uh, were mm-hmm. interested in the place. So I remember I had to like write a little, you know, business proposal and that's what we would do. And, you know, and I was like, well, that's not going to, you know, I was like, thinking that it wasn't gonna be us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, he called us like maybe a month later and said, Hey, you you know, let's do this, you know. So that was very really exciting and then yeah, from there he moved. Yeah, what know? happened
0: next? What what all <clears throat> goes into
1: opening brick and mortar? It seems like well, quite yeah. A beast, I mean. yeah, I mean you know, I have a great team, so I I see I didn't do it by myself. Yeah, like we I mean the space was actually not um not too bad. You know, we uh we moved on our you know tools and things like that here, and then painted. And we, you know, like the main the main spot for us was was to have some kind of a, you know, workspace that works for us. You know, because we also do quite a lot of um, also shipping and uh, you know wholesaling with other boutiques. So we still we need to have you know space to create and make uh, safely because we also um, you know use um, fire and things like that, and and also. Uh, enough space where we can you know ship and also space where we can display pieces mm-hmm. you know so uh, I think that was the, the most challenging part was to lay you know the layout of a space and uh, I, mean, I think we still need to work on things but um, you know figuring that out you know even now like we <laughs> you know we in the studio and um, you know we'll make it work I guess yeah. Did you have employees before you started or were you still by yourself? No, you I, uh, I had employees actually wearing her earrings. Nikki, Nikki oh. yeah, she mm-hmm. worked with me uh, when I was at home. Mm-hmm. So she was actually one of the first main person that helped me. She started uh, part-time, you know, a couple of days a week. And then, I mean, she was um, super gracious. I mean, she helped me with jewelry, but then it would be sometimes, you know, watching my daughter. Uh, because she was so little and uh, you know like trying to make things work um, that way uh, but yeah so and then when I moved to the archive building with uh found I uh, hired a couple new people so um, yeah that's when I kind of started around 2015 I think mm-hmm. having a first person you know that would help a few days a week uh, during the holidays when usually would they like, get really busy and uh, you know I would uh, hire somebody more like for the season yeah and uh, yeah, so then and then when we moved to the Ankara building, um, that's when Olivia and Caitlin mm-hmm. um, came on board. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, so at this point, you've been going at this for
0: quite a while, and you yeah. had the space for a little over a year now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So what? I mean, it's been like very progressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. the full. I mean, I think um, full time was kind of like never really full-time uh, on purpose, you know, mm-hmm. like, I uh, I was pregnant with my son, and, um, you know, just kind of had to um, do the shifts at my job, you know, giving my, you know, my, uh, my two weeks, because, obviously, I was pregnant, and we were going to France, and then when we came back from France, it was like, all right, now, wow, you know, I, my son wasn't born then, so I was like, whoa, let's push, you know, put as much as possible yeah. into this now, and then mm-hmm. see where it goes, and... Uh, yeah it's kind of how it happens um just i mean it's been very progressive it yeah. wasn't like let's start a business and right. bam you know yes yeah, so <laughs> very who organically who, sure. and,
0: who and what goes into your business now like today what are the pieces and parts that keep
1: it running who interesting yeah, okay yeah, who are all the uh that? well uh as you can if you look around yeah olivia so olivia is our uh she's our store manager and operation manager so she helps with (laughs) hello (laughs) she helps with everything that goes with the you know like our online sales communication with um you know customers from you know people that come into the store to people that email us and uh all the orders and then you know Everything. I mean you know we <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know from creative things you mm-hmm. know we like a team it's like it's very like you know as you can see we're really close in, in into the space so yeah. lots of you know discussion about you know what what we make next our collections um, you know shows and things like that and then Caitlin who's over here <laughs> she helps with she's our you know uh, studio manager and uh, she is basically uh, the person who um, you know, manages the studio what needs to be made uh the inventory and uh you know she even took over the ordering of parts me with that so yeah so that's kind of like what we that's the core team and then we have a few uh, li- uh women who come in uh and they do the store so they at the store and um, yeah. you know when so we hear from eight to four-ish. Me, I leave at three because I go pick up my kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four, four, three, depending. And then, uh, yeah, somebody would come in around to 34, and they would, um, you know, just watch the store and close right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have also a young lady who helps me with, with social media, and uh, she's our in-house photographer. Is that Alexis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met her yeah. a few times. She's yeah. actually going to be on the podcast, Oh, too. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, so she helps with, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, she's been helping with the social media, and I mean, we actually all do social media yeah. in the in the team. It's like, hey, like take over the stories, and yeah, you right. know, it's yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's at, at this
0: point, what, since you have other people helping you, what is your role now? Hmm. Very good question. <laughs>
1: I mean, I still you know design most things. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of like behind the scene, like lots of uh, the things that I'm like trying to learn. <laughs> but I mean, I still make you know not as much as. Uh, at all anymore, but uh, I still make things, and then yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like you know, communication and ordering pieces, applying for shows. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's a lot of like you know, choosing who will be there, reordering yeah. things, like um, managing right. people and the team, and um, yeah. wearing many hats, yeah, mm-hmm. hats that I don't you know sometimes I'm, I'm learning so much you know yeah. i mean since the storm I mean, it's been only a year so there's still so much to learn mm-hmm. and um, yeah yeah
0: Cause with a lot of these small businesses and creative projects a lot of the people who start them weren't ever planning to go into business so they were kind of just creative people who were mm-hmm. doing something that they love doing and then they had to learn that business side so what Absolutely. was that like for you
1: Oh man. So when I first started, I mean my husband was like my, you know, right hand. Like he did everything but make the jewelry, you know. So from, you know, I mean, he helped me with, you know, the license. I mean, he would make my business cards then, he made my website, uh, you know, file my taxes <laughs> and I mean everything that you know wasn't creative. Mm-hmm. So and then when we start growing, you know, and he has his own, you know, uh work and uh so it was kind of like he had to you know pull it was like you know you need to hire somebody to do these things because he didn't have time and you know also trying to separate you know home life because I mean when you first start a business there's not that much you know there's not too many boundaries you know between work and, and home life, especially when your business is at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> kidding. <Okay. laughs> like, getting um. sidetracked the, <laughs> my life story. Oh, uh, just...
0: Was learning the
1: business side of things uh, hard for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so for sure, yeah. Because again, I didn't go to you know business school yeah. or anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, still learning and yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, managing... I mean, you know... N- like from learning to like, uh, you know, making the same thing over and over, like because this is what sells and then, you know, kind of like, comp- you know, this is business. Like yeah. even if you don't feel like making 10 of these, this is, you know, this is a business thing that you have to do, you know, and it's a silly thing, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, when you're creative, you go with feelings a lot, you know. Right. So from learning that aspect of, you know, owning a business and making that kind of smart decisions if if i can say that uh to yeah like you know i would have to like my first you know uh stockist on my wholesale accounts like just learning how to send them the right pieces and taking you know keeping track of that and excel sheets and things like that that i honestly like hated this whole you know i wasn't good at it and you know make silly mistakes all the time and then you know Learning that kind of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that makes helpful sense.
0: for people to hear because, like I said, these a lot of these creative people aren't. Yeah, never not prepared. Yeah, I, yeah,
1: absolutely, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, and you have to, you know, you if I mean, I love, you know, obviously what I do, and yes. so even though I didn't like certain aspects of it, you just push through. You know, mm-hmm. this is part of it, and you learn to appreciate it and love it. You know. Uh, try to get better at it too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> kind of
0: so I want to talk about your creative process. How did you, when you were first starting to make your jewelry, like how did the um, style kind of evolve and how do you make it
1: fresh now? How do you keep things creative? Yeah. Um, so, that's a good question. I started very um, you know, basic with the beading, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then slowly um, learning, like, more metalwork, um, And it's all self-taught, you know, so it was kind of a long process. Uh, Start stamping. and you just
0: watching YouTube videos? Absolutely, you know, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I took some classes. Mm-hmm. I, I, we lived really close to uh, CIA, so I would, you know, I took a few uh, after, like, evening classes and things like that. But definitely lots of YouTube and, you know, trial and error. Um, but, yeah, and I mean, I had a phase where I would just take things, uh, vintage pieces apart and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like lockets and, you know, just do more. Um, yeah, it was like a little more like statement pieces, yeah. but uh, a little more retro. And then, yeah, slowly kind of develop. And then, you know, i st- was still learning um, different process. But, like, I think now we, I mean, our, my style has been definitely more modern, more yeah, um, minimalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to, like, also bring... Uh, you know influenced by fashion for sure but mm-hmm. also classic things that we try to give our yeah. you know on twist on yeah, things you I know so i feel like
0: it's all very timeless and thank you has a classic thank you. feel to it yeah. while still being
1: really creative thank you thank mm-hmm. you yeah i like that <laughs> yeah. yeah so
0: what is it like balancing your work and business life with having a family your husband also has a business right yeah mm-hmm. and he does have two kids we have
1: two kids yeah so, so he, all, <laughs> he's also a business owner <laughs> yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so yeah. he has no profit mm-hmm. yeah uh well you it's it's yeah it gets so crazy and uh i mean right now it's it's been kind of a. Um, I mean, we always worked hard and, uh, you know, long hours, but also I'm French, so I love to rest and mm-hmm. enjoy life. So, I mean, we would go hard, you know, like this season, you know, in our, in our work. So, uh, you know, but then I would be able to like go for three weeks, you know, three and a half weeks to France and, you know, people were like, well, in the world you can live so, f- you know, for so long, but at the same time it's like, I didn't have a weekend for, you know, three, four months kind yeah. of things, you know, so, um. You know, my husband and I are very different and we balance each other out. And so I feel like, you know, that's been our strength um, as far as uh, trying to figure out, you know, rhythms of life. And uh, I mean, we're in a big phase. And I think this is after. Uh, so my son just turned nine and that was kind of a <laughs> big like ah, moments moment. Uh and it was like oh my gosh she's like halfway home you know like the if he lives at, at 18 you know this yeah. is kind of the halfway wow. point here you know and we're like you know we've been saying um you know this is a busy season for nine years you know If it, it felt like you know you keep saying that and you're like oh we just push for the season you know and then it's like okay now it's been years and if we don't become intentional about doing anything about it, you know, we're just going to keep doing that and then our kids are going to be all grown and, mm-hmm. you know, so and I always, I, you know, to answer your question, it's always been hard for me to uh, put my family first because it's easy to like, you know, you'll get over it kind of thing, you know, when like these are more pressing things to answer like an email, to like send this piece on time to this customer who's asking for a favor to mail it today, you know, things yeah. like that. And, but yeah, I'm learning, you know, to like, okay, like what's reasonable and then how, how my work and my, uh, you know, owning a business will impact my kids. So like, in a way, I want them to be inspired and understand that, you know, the the, the values of, you know, working hard, but also making time for them, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, right now we, we learned, so we just uh, moved. Uh, We had so both our businesses were in our house with a big old house and when we both moved out it was just so much so much to like manage and I would come home and just be overwhelmed with like big house and so we just downsized and uh it feels really great you know like and I feel like we can be very intentional with our time with our kids yeah. when we home we home and I'm learning to to do that so you know I give them some time, and then, you know, they're like, okay, you go do your thing, and I can go back to working. So learning that balance, I mean, it's always going to be a learning, Mm -hmm. you know, experience, learning curve, for sure. Yeah,
0: you said when you're home, you're home. So do you have
1: boundaries that you are really strict with? Uh, Yes, 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 I know, yes, in a way, because, I mean, now they have homework, so I pick up my kids, you know, we have some a snack and talk about the kind of thing. And then when it's their homework time, I sit there and then I catch up on emails Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then, uh, but you know, like the, the truth is that when that, when you do try to like work and spend time with your kids at the end of the day, everybody's frustrated (laughs) because you can get as much as you want. They not getting your attention. Yeah. And (laughs) so, you know, like, I mean, it took us, it took me a long time to like realize that, but yeah, like at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's silly to try to do everything at the same time because, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. As you know, you're not know, as efficient, and your kids. I mean, you know, it's at the stage where they are like, look, you know, they want to talk to you and share, and uh, that time is now, you know. And I can right. And when they are going to be teenagers, they're not going to want to share their day with me, and and I know that, you know. So it's you have to, you know, I, I have to be intentional and value those times with them. And then you know, but they also know that when I'm working and they you know they like a little older now, so they can read, and they play right. really great together mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, and after they go to sleep, yeah they have to work <laughs> yeah. and how do you
0: prior prioritize yourself as a human by <laughs> taking care of
1: yourself <laughs> you know yeah i I don't know I mean uh it's I think it's through seasons. i think i i'm not I'm really low maintenance, I'm not like um you know, manicure, like weekly manicure mm-hmm. kind of person. I mean, I, I know. Uh, so I just trying to get back to the gym. Like I just sorry, like taking classes at harnesses. uh harness, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, I always like you know doing that kind of stuff. And if you know, uh, but then during se- certain season, you kind of like fell off the. I had fell off the wagon, so I'm going back to that, and it feels great. You know, it feels like, like so much more energy already, yeah. you know? It's like a vicious circle that you know about. If you don't do it, then you, like, have no energy, but then you think you have no energy to do it, you know? Right. Uh So, I mean, I think it will be like that. It's just taking time to, like, work out. and I mean, we lo- we live ri- right next to uh, uh, edgewater, So We go on a lot of walks mm-hmm. and bikes. We love biking yeah. uh, mm-hmm. together. So, I mean, it's nothing fancy. I mean, uh, my husband and I both are very uh, intentional about dates, though. So, like, I think that would be kind of our, you know... Mm-hmm. My, my art me time you know yeah but, yeah and you mentioned we
0: talked about cooking is that kind of a self-care thing for you, yes, you yeah yeah you know for yourself yeah
1: oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i uh, when i feel overwhelmed i have too many things to do i usually go cook and it just feels mm-hmm. like you know what <laughs> that's at least we'll feel good for you know an hour and then kind of forget all the the stress and things like that and you know yeah but for sure yeah it's definitely an outlet
0: so i was curious about how living and growing up in france
1: influences your work here at océan oh wow um i mean that's a good question i mean i don't know how it does impact i mean this you know i am you know french Mm -hmm. and it's kind of who I am, I don't know if it influences um, what we make necessarily, but, um, I mean, definitely the rhythms and maybe the culture that we have here in the studio, in the store, you know, is impacted. Um, The rhythms, what do you mean by that? Just Just, um, work day to day? Yeah, kind of, I mean, you know, the fact that, I mean, I could get a babysitter Mm. to pick up my kids at three, but, you Mm -hmm. know, I... I grew up with, you know, my mom being home. So, like, there's something about... It was a hard decision to do, you know, to, like... Um, especially because we opened the store and then I felt like I was missing all the fun. You know, like, we here during the day making and it's, you know, quiet during the day. But then all the customers, they come later, you know. So, you know, I kind of struggled with that. The wanting to be here at night, you know, and meet the people. The reason why I started... But uh, at this time in my life, I knew that, um, you know, this was more important, you yeah. know, to be home with the kids. Uh, so that, I mean, you know, to me, again, like, um, you know, the the family presence, I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a French thing, but yeah. definitely the, the, you know, family mm-hmm. unit is, it's what's um always a priority. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I also read that you're you come from a family of artists. So is, <clears throat> does that influence you at all?
1: Um yes and no. I mean, they are, nobody is like doing anything full time. Uh I definitely when I first started, I never saw myself as the artist. I mean, my mom was like a painter and an amazing cook. Same for my sister. And I mean, everybody was like... It's like very defined. You know, like when you can paint and, you know, like you can see. Like me, it was more like a... You know, I never made jewelry when I was, when I was 12, you know. So it was, it's, uh, you can be creative in a way without really calling yourself an, art- yeah. an artist or seeing yourself as an artist. So that's, that was me. That was kind of my, um, you know, the way I saw myself. Like yeah. I was already an artist. And so when I first started, I would always kind of like, you know, like... Um, what's the word, dismiss it, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's not like you guys, but, uh, you know, now it's like, okay, we all creative, and, you know, we, yeah, like, and then when you were asking about influence, you know, like, I, uh, they influence me a lot, you know, like I want to, uh, you know, kind of like keep their legacy yeah. of, uh, you know, being in the arts and creative in that way, you know, and um, in France, it's not very common to, um, to be able to, do what you love in that way like where you can be an artist and uh be full-time or make a living even doesn't have to be full-time so they I mean constantly they you know they verbalize that that you know um so I don't take it for granted you know I don't take it for granted and I want them to you know to be proud and um I I, you know kind of want to be um grateful for what they taught me and then if I can kind of like you know, carry that through what I do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you
1: <laughs> said something about how you didn't really
0: feel like you were an artist, and I feel like the word creativity can be kind of exclusive and kind yeah. of leave people out. And right. Like I, I'm not a painter or anything like that, but I still kind of, you know, consider a myself dancer. a creative person. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm a dancer. That's yeah. creative. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are understanding nowadays that there are so many ways So many ways, ways. To absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, to, for me, it took me, yeah, it took me years. And again, back then, there was, it wasn't that, you know, common to, mm. I mean, I feel like now people that uh, are creative, they have different outlets, you know, and so, again, like when I first started, it was like, you know, this, the beginning of that movement of, you know, like, you know. Handmade movement, you know, like local and, you know, small batches and all that, you know. So, yeah, I think I, I gained confidence as that movement grew because I, you know, I was able to live through it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And there was something I was reading about the Cleveland is my Paris mm-hmm. collection and that's a collaboration. How
1: did yeah. that come about? Yeah, well, you know, uh, so I met Luke recently. So he he, ha- he started the brand, I want to say, 10 years ago. And um, he was, uh, he had just graduated college, if I remember well. And he wanted to, like, you know, create that, you know, um, Cleveland is awesome. Like, you know, and then back then, again, you know, there was not as much, like, Cleveland pride. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, uh, his thing. He had just went to France, I want to say, and um, so played around with the graphics and stuff like that. So anyway, I saw, I, w- I would keep seeing the, um, the, lo- the um, sorry, the sticker mm-hmm. on people's yeah, cars. Yeah, 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 On, yeah. on, yeah, on, the on the the, especially <laughs> on the east side, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, one time I just made a couple of pieces, Cleveland is my Paris, um, not really thinking that I was, um, you know, breaking the law just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so he kind of reached out he's like hey you know this is actually copyrighted and i was like oh sorry so i kind of pulled out yeah Mm -hmm. and then uh recently when we opened the store actually i was thinking uh you know he came uh, i thought about it again and kind of reached out to him and he had kind of um set the whole project aside so i was like hey Mm -hmm. i would love to um you know talk to you and see where we can go so and he was all about it he I mean, a lot of people actually also had inquired about, you know, maybe owning the um, slogan. But I was like, hey, it's my story. Yeah, <laughs> Can I have it? Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he was like, yeah, so it's been pretty cool that like, we get to meet and, uh, you know, share my story and uh, mm-hmm. collaborate I mean, and then we just kind of, like, took the, the slogan and then kind of branded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's been very supportive, and uh, we had, like, a nice little um, – Party when we uh, when we launched uh, the collection and he came and his family came so it was really fun yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's been great I mean you know yeah I mean I'm really grateful for you know for Cleveland and I you know I, I love I love Cleveland so it's it was kind of like one of those uh, those things that you know my feelings is my parents you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: definitely um, so <coughs> with. What's going on in the world with politics and everything with intersectional (coughs) feminism and race and just all of the things? How has that impacted your creative process and your business and you as a
1: person? And how do you make that a part of your life? Well, I mean, it is a part of our lives no matter Mm -hmm. what. You know, I think part being... being, um, I mean, a human in this world, being a woman. I mean, we are, you know, it's a woman-owned business, work with only women here. So we talk a lot. (laughs) I mean, you can imagine all day long, We, you know, very intense conversation about what's happening in the world and stuff. So, like, I think it definitely transpires into what we do, What we want to, you know, communicate with, um, you know, with the world, with our customers, with people that are watching, you know. So it's probably, uh, I mean, I think what... I'd say, uh, kind of drives me to, you know, maybe take a stand, you know, against mm-hmm. um, all these injustices and inequalities yeah. and things like that. Is, you know, do doing what we do well, uh, accepting people that come in and just make, pe- you know, people who we meet through, you know, different cities, make them feel special and loving people and um, you know, we we have uh, a few, you know, like we have a couple pieces or uh, also apparel um, that, you know, uh, are, you know, around the the sentiment, you know, like yeah. fam, uh, family, which is um, liberated, like free women, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just like trying to giving women a voice, you know, right. the marginals and um, just trying to, I guess, make our mark that way to just like you know, try to give a voice to people Definitely. and uh, doing our part that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Sense, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since running a business nowadays kind of requires that you're present on social media, how have you kind of
1: kept <coughs> a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. platforms yeah. like Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, the good thing is that, like I was saying earlier, um, it's a team effort. Yeah. Uh, so we are all uh, you know, hands on, you know, so that's really great. Cause, uh, you know, it's so hard. It's, I mean, you know, I'm older and, uh, you know, when I started my business, there was no, you know, social media basically. So it's been an amazing tool, you know, and, w- um, with that, you just have to learn how to just like navigate all that, you know, so, uh, I, you know, yeah, it's been it's been challenging. There's like so many people that do amazing things with it, and it can be very intimidating for for me, not only as a creative but as a woman. You know, as a mom, and mm-hmm. it's like you're always comparing yourself right. from you know, like I said, from being a woman, from you know, mom to like now, like the whole business aspect. You know, so and I chose to keep ocean um, business and personal. I always go back and forth with, like, is this the right decision? I don't know. So far, I chose to keep it uh, just because I don't want it to be polished so perfectly that people think this is, you know, that we are polished. (laughs) But, you know, I want it to be real. Like, this is, you know, this is us. I got kids sometimes. And I don't even, you know, like, I'm still, like, trying to find a rhythm. Like, I'm really bad at, um, you know, I wish I would be a little more, present or better at yeah. you know sharing more but you know talking about balance you know I, I'm enough on my on my phone and computer when I'm with my family that I don't want to you know add another like you know thing to be away from them, and you know, also or taking them, <laughs> doing things, but yeah, again, so the, the awesome part is that, yeah, we, uh, you know, talking about Alexis is, uh, helping a lot, mm-hmm. but also, you know, Olivia and, uh, you know, everybody who's in a, in a studio and, uh, you know, so if we're doing something fun that's in the process and making, I ask Caitlin, you know, I'll film Caitlin doing something or she'll, you know, she'll do it and yeah. then Olivia, same, like, she'll do more things in the store, so it's like, it's a team effort, thank mm-hmm. goodness, and I... I was able to at that point to like really take a step back and not be obsessed about you know impressions mm-hmm. and like i mean it's it's crazy how uh something so great and positive can impact you negatively, you know, oh, I know. and yeah. um yeah, so learning how to balance that, and I mm-hmm. feel like I'm learning to be a little more at peace <laughs> with it, right. and that's when I was able to kind of like give it away, you know mm-hmm. like when you let things go, I think you're able to to do that versus obsessing and you know like micromanaging something and then um because yeah, it can eat you up and it's yeah. like there's so many things that um already that you need to worry about that was, you know, yeah. I I felt like really freed actually when Yeah, that's really
0: helpful <laughs> that you're not the only one that has to really is, take yeah. care of it. Yeah. Because
1: otherwise you would
0: just
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, you can just like be so I, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of obsessed about it, oh, you know? Yeah, absolutely. it's Like, oh I should be doing this or I should be adding this or sharing <sighs> this and you don't get anything accomplished (laughs) and it's yeah and then you know you can have I mean that's the thing like we I know what to do I know what content is you know but then putting it out there it's a whole other skill you know Mm -hmm. uh it takes time and um it's another hat that you do have to add to your Mm -hmm. collection of hats that you (laughs) already have you know and yeah there's so much time in the day you know and Mm -hmm. you gotta kind of choose what to do and What to focus on, you know?
0: Yeah. So do you have any advice for anyone trying to start something, a new creative
1: project or a business? Um, Wow. I mean, I think, you know, not sound cliche, just like be yourself, but like really, again, you know, following up our social media conversation, you know, like that, and the, the people that, you know, I was thinking about, okay, who do I admire? Who do I look up to in the city around me? And they always... I always find myself admiring people who are true to themselves. They're they found their voice and they are not uh, trying to be who they are not. You know, mm-hmm. like I I appreciate that because I think again, being as a woman, as a being, um, you know, um, you know, a business owner, it's easy to get distracted and try to follow a trend or follow. Um, a business model that worked so well for these people, but necessarily won't work for us, you know? So, and I'm, this is kind of like my inner struggle, being creative, always, you know, being distracted and all these voices around us, you know? So I, yeah, I think if you, if you are, find your thing, you know, just focus and, you know, work hard. I mean, the thing is that like, at least for me, it was not overnight, you know, success, whatever you want to call success, you know, success, mean, so many different things, but like, you know, if you do what you love, are able to, you know, f- just like, um, just hit your goals or the the, the goal that you had in mind, mm-hmm. w- whether it's like, you know, paying a bill, you know, a month or just like having fun and meeting people, you know, like yeah. stick to that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. really helpful.
0: Um, yeah. So Rachel from Shore Society had a question. She asked (laughs) if there are any places to get a taste of France or
1: a taste of taste and feel of France here in Cleveland. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, there. I mean, so I don't know if it's necessarily um, I mean, if they are French, Mm -hmm. um, but there's actually a lot of people who um, do French things well, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I mean, uh, Le Petit Triangle, I think it's very, um, uh, I think it's very, like, authentic, you know, like, mm-hmm. their menu, like, it's, it's very, like, bistro, yeah. like, uh, focused, you know, like, not, the, it's not, like, super higher. it's not high-end, you know, so I say Le Petit Triangle, and there's a few people that do amazing, uh, macarons, for instance, um, I'm Sweet Costo. I, I'm a big fan of yeah. her macaron. Uh, let's see, where I'm always, what I miss is, uh, and then I think I'm totally blanking on their name, the Rocky River. It's the bakery, Blackbird, maybe.
0: I th- there is a Blackbird bakery. Okay. In Rocky
1: River. So their uh, pastries are wonderful. They have focaccia mm. and then um, croissant. And mm. um, so, yeah, there's them. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great ca- question. And then, you know, you can go to Whole Foods and find lots of
0: oh, amazing mm. French
1: wine. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Do you yeah. Do, do a lot of French cooking when you cook?
1: uh you know yeah yes i know yes i do a lot of uh i'm like i love like charcuterie plates so mm, like i too. think party mm. is always my that's my default you yeah. know like amazing cheeses great meats yeah. with a good quality honey and things like mm. that uh but then yeah like i do i mean not again you know like i it's funny because you know growing up we did like lots of italian lots of uh, yeah. island food so uh, it's it's not like very like you know you think about French it like, can be super refined mm-hmm. you know like uh, you know five star type thing like it's more like very like home cooked meal you mm-hmm. know like I mean I guess you can think about uh, you know making I mean I love making quiches that's kind mm-hmm. of our thing or t- uh, savory tarts love making them love eating them <laughs> 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 um, so I guess that's kind of my yeah my thing cool. yeah this nice. type of food
0: are there any other cleveland businesses or super cool creative
1: people that you want to give a shout out to that you're Um, loving right now yeah i mean there's so many uh i can say uh what katie from cleveland vibes i it's she's i I really like her um just like the fact that she's um just doing cleveland vibes no strings attached if i can say Mm -hmm. Uh, and i love that i love that um you know it's very genuine and um it's you know worked Mm -hmm. we collaborated a little bit uh recently so keep our shout out Mm -hmm. i mean uh found uh jackie and philip are great friends and um i mean they're amazing and do amazing work uh and then i can't not Talk about my husband, oh, yeah. <laughs> Refresh Collective. So yeah, he uh, he actually just opened a store down the street from here. Um, so it's been exciting. But yeah, he has a nonprofit, and he's been working with teenagers a lot of after school programs. Um, uh, whether it's in schools or um, at his studio, so they do uh, they make uh, music. So they record um, songs that the kids uh, write themselves and uh, produce. And also um, they opened um, a printing studio where, um, you know, they learn how to be entrepreneurs and design mm-hmm. shirts and then uh, selling them all around the Midwest, I guess, I was saying, all over the country. But yeah, so it's been really cool to, uh, you know, it he, he's been working hard and he uh, talking about authentic, you know, like he's it's definitely straight to, uh, he stayed true to his, um, mm. his heart and voice yeah. and um
0: Hello, man. <laughs> okay. and is there anything that you're excited about for your for your business anything you're looking forward to
1: oh man that's a good question i mean the holiday i mean look at that we're getting ready <laughs> to decorate for christmas that's exciting. yeah so i mean the fun part about you know having the the store is uh yeah like we can do some creative things like that um it's you know obviously we love making jewelry but there's also these other outlets so i'm always excited to you know, like host different little events mm. or make people feel uh special when they come into the uh-huh. store. So we'll have like during the weekend, you know, we'll have like, you know, maybe bubbly and oh, um fun. maybe French pastries when they yeah. stop in. And um yeah, so excited about just the season. It's busy season so we're right. trying to um, you know, keep it all balanced. But um yeah. Yeah, and where can people find you next? Uh, well, they can always find us online. Uh, at net. Uh, and then we are heading to Chicago mm-hmm. for a Renegade oh, cool. uh, Craft Show. And then we will be, we're popping up quite a bit actually this season. We're doing uh, a winery, a yacht club, and then I'll be at the Cleveland Bazaar cool. as well. We just mm-hmm. did the Cleveland Flea last weekend. So yeah, and then obviously they can find us here great oh and yellow cake. i'm sorry yeah we're doing a Mm -hmm. pop-up i've any can thank you um starting this weekend uh we'll be also on the east side for the season so Mm -hmm. yeah awesome
0: is there anything else you want to (laughs) share
1: no thank you this is fun um thanks for you know Uh, letting me share my life story uh, yeah absolutely thank (laughs) you so
0: much for taking the time to chat
1: yeah absolutely
0: Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Anne. I hope you enjoyed learning about her life and her creative process. And if you're in Cleveland, you have to go to her shop if you haven't been there yet. If you're not in Cleveland, go visit her website at ocean.net and follow them on Instagram. If you're in Chicago, they will be at Renegade Craft Fair on December 1st. And if you go to their website and click on the events tab, you'll be able to find all the other events that they'll be popping up at all right well that's it for this episode and i hope you all have an incredible holiday season i won't be back to chat until january so if you haven't already you can dig into the episode archive during the break and if this episode brought you joy please consider leaving a review just like shopping small impacts small business owners so much leaving reviews impacts podcasters it's a great way to show your support All right, well, I'll talk to you in January, and in the meantime, let's connect on the internet. I'm at Museroom Podcast on Instagram, or you can shoot me an email to museroompodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So again, thank you so much, Anne, for chatting with me, and thank you listeners for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week, and I can't wait to chat again soon. Bye.